1: And welcome to another edition of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast, the podcast that covers news and events happening in the world of Lucha Libre, talking Mexico-based promotions and top independence, along with luchador-related news from throughout the United States. The Lucha Central Weekly Podcast is part of the Lucha Central Podcast Network on luchacentral.com. This podcast and others from the network are also available on all major podcast streaming platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and more. And, of course, a special shout-out to our streaming partners at TheChairShot.com. My name is Miranda Morales. I'm one of the co-hosts of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. And let me bring in the rest of the team. Introducing first, he is the dashing one, Mr. Dusty Murphy! Dusty, how's it going?
2: Oh, it's going fantastic. How's it going for you, Miranda?
1: It's going good! I'm so excited to be back with all of you! And by yeah. all of you, I mean, well, the third member of the trio, and that's who? 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 The one and only Brendan Barr!
2: That's who?
3: hey! Hey! Yeah, it has been a hot minute. Uh We did attempt to do some shows during the absence. Just things have happened. Yeah. Uh you know. They, I think
1: we, the, we may need to re- rename this the uh, Lucha Central Not So Weekly Podcast.
3: At least for a little while. Yeah, we were it, we yeah, were yes. work doing it, then we managed to pull the string a few together, and then we we lost it again. But I uh, think.
1: It's- it's been a, a, a challenge. I know I was out for two weeks. Uh, I was off uh, on my honeymoon uh, with my husband, so uh, out of commission. Um, and then also I was supposed to be at a, an event last week, but then got sick with the flu. So as, uh, before we got on air, Dusty and I were comparing our sick notes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Dusty was also not feeling yeah, you well. Guys,
3: you guys keep that mojo away from me. I, yes. don't, I don't need that.
1: Yes. Yeah, so so it's it's that time of year where of course the holidays slowly coming up, but you know, looks like flu season has been kicking in. Um the I say the the classic flu seems to be coming back in on top of all these other illnesses, whether it's uh, you know, gosh, I've heard of strep, I've heard of, you know, stomach flus, uh everything going around.
3: Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh man, yes. Yeah, so a bit of a hiatus But it feels good to be back Real quick, I want to give a, a shout out to uh, one of our listeners Who reached out uh, during the break Red Card Lucha uh, reached out to me on Instagram And he's an individual who's listened to our show So much so that he uh, decided to uh, do his own little mini podcast um, And sent me a video clip of that um so I just want to give a shout out to him. Um he's a, awesome. enjoys the show and kind of he mentioned how it inspired him to want to do his own little podcast. So check out Red Card Lucha on YouTube. That's Red Card Lucha on youtube you can also check him out on instagram um but he had a a video he posted up just a few weeks ago um that i thought was uh you know just a a really cool way of you know sharing his thoughts on lucha libre and um his thoughts and opinions so i wanted to give a shout out to him and to all of our listeners um we greatly missed all of you and continue to appreciate all of you who listen to us um, whenever we air. <laughs> uh yeah, it, it's uh we we hope to continue to have all of our listeners stay tuned with us. And of course, with our new listeners hopefully joining us along the ride, uh you know, it's a uh, it's, it's something we still of course enjoy doing uh and oh Connecting with our our fans And and our listeners Um, So don't worry This week's episode we're going to bring it to you We had a lot of good news to cover A lot of great discussion that's going to be had Uh, And yeah I mean you can't miss us if we never leave So
3: (laughs) yeah, That's one way to pitch it Yeah
1: (laughs) yeah, It's it's the silver lining You know of everything (laughs) That's my job But Okay, you did not just, you know, tune in to hear us rant and, and banter and all that. You came here for the news. So we are going to kick off today's show with news of the week with Brendan.
3: Um, well, we'll so we're going to start off with a, a little bit of an older story that has a newer twist here. So, uh, during our, our, uh, unintentional hiatus, uh, we Bandito officially signed with AEW, and as many of you are aware, there's different layers to that. I don't have details to know how, how, is, how, how AEW he is, but he's still doing indie shows, as we will talk about it later. Yeah. But, um, he, and of course he's still running his own promotion down in Mexico, but he did sign with AEW and I, feel like that uh his the reason the new story came up was because of w w e so uh dusty you had a little more insight on on that story
2: or glad yeah. Well, yeah he had he had kind of we had talked about it on a previous show i think it was the one you one that you and i did um, we talked about, he said, they, they came out and said that he had signed with AEW. And then he was like, I didn't <laughs> sign yet. I haven't signed. And so it was this big thing. And basically it all came down to dates. His family was reluctant. He has kids and he's married. His family was reluctant to leave Mexico and he was reluctant to leave them for long periods of time. And basically the WWE offer included NXT. Like you had to go through NXT, which meant relocating to Florida. By himself. He didn't want to do that. And apparently the WWE contract had like a minimum number of dates he would have to work to get paid. Well, the AEW contract had a maximum number of dates. They would request him to work instead, and he gets paid regardless. So it was just a much better deal for him, and he just fewer dates. Um, Apparently they will not hit the cap on the shows that he's supposed to wrestle unless they start doing house shows. Mm -hmm. which is interesting because that's something that we've kind of talked about. You know, AEW really needs those house shows. Well, yeah. And, I mean, it just, yeah, I mean, like, it just helps you build up your rhythm, let you try things out, do all kinds of stuff. House shows, I think, would be beneficial to the AEW loop. You could hit smaller towns that way, a lot of stuff going on. And, like I say, not enough. Dates to appear in that period of time for his contract, unless they do house shows, which makes it especially interesting. So,
3: So, yeah. So on the subject of house shows for AEW, this is an old, old, long ago conversation from before lockdown. But I was I was talking with with Aubrey about that, and they were very much on pace to do to announce house shows before lockdown happened. Uh, and so I that that they're coming back is not a surprise to me, but to your point about the benefits of it, that's a conversation a lot of wrestlers have been having in general is the more reps you get, the more times you get, the more r- polish you get. And, and yeah. uh, you cannot underestimate the value of being able to try something a little different in front of a small crowd, even though it might get out there on hand cams. Uh, you know, so that you have time to make it look good when you, when you do, uh, do it on the air or do it in a big show of some kind. So, yeah.
1: Well, is that part of, and, and excuse me if i I'm, I'm not clear on his role, but, uh, we saw Jeff Jarrett come into AEW both as an on screen talent, but also in a, um, you know, business role. And I believe he may be having a role in, you know, the, either the development or launch of live events, which was similar to what he was doing in WWE before he got let go. Um, so yeah. it sounds like that's granted, like you had mentioned, something that they are, they've been focusing on and working, but it may come, it may be one step closer to fruition with the hiring of Jeff Jarrett.
3: Uh, well, in the fact that they're talking about it again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was trying to, I was trying to, thank you for reminding me, I was trying to remember where I'd heard that they were bringing it back up again, but yeah, it is, that is, uh, what they've alluded to with Jeff Jarrett's role, but they haven't expanded yeah, on exactly what his, uh, what mm-hmm. details are going to be on that, or if that's even what we think it means, cause, you know, they're, I mean, just to be a tiny bit snarky, they do sometimes just hand out titles, which don't necessarily mean what we think they mean over in AEW. So. Word. <laughs> but yeah, so so uh there it is. We have Bandito with AEW. He is still putting on Big Lucha cards. We will be talking about Big Lucha later. I'm assuming that that is one, part of his date requirements as well, is that he needs to be free to... Teach. Yeah, that
2: that was part of it too. Was that Mm -hmm. he was still allowed to teach and have the gym and do the big lucha thing with AEW versus an exclusivity with WWE.
3: Yeah, which means in my we might see at some point an AEW versus big lucha show just as one of the as the roadshow idea develops more.
2: Yeah, that'd be great,
3: right? Uh, and the reason for those of you out there that are wondering I'm speculating on that is that is one of the things he's done with big lucha is he's brought uh invited other promotions to come to the gym and they've done like a verses and it will go out on uh like a little bit on the internet, so I don't think that uh something that big would would be totally unseen, but it would probably not be an a e w show it would just be something as they they bring out road shows to uh to uh to uh let them let people work and would give a lot of them the ability to work internationally, which is not a thing every a e w wrestler has guaranteed so yeah uh all right um sp- speaking <laughs> of uh international exposure I'm just going to uh jump right into it GCW who has dipped their toes into international stuff by going to Mexico and other places I, I apologize to Canada that I rarely think of them as international but it does take a visa to get there uh, <laughs> but GCW has done several shows uh with luchadors as well as in Mexico they have released uh they've released a bunch of, of the 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 videos. I'm doing this backwards because we I, I had uh misread my notes. I was gonna bring this up later. But here we are. They they released that. Cubs fan has listed all of the cards and all of that over on Lucha Lucha blog. So you can if you want direct links you can get that. Um I will swing back around. I'll mention a few that are on there. But the reason the GCW is so big on my radar right now is they've also announced several dates and upcoming shows across, uh, the Americas, which will feature some guy that we, we never talk about on this show, uh, by the name of Hijo del Vikingo, who may or may not be the next hot lucha ticket. And if you're think if you're thinking he may not, uh, you may need to, uh, Press a little harder on that rock there you're living under because he's, he's kind of a big deal. Um, and then I, I get to announce my personal excitement. Uh, tickets are going to go on sale very shortly as we're recording this for uh, the A Defy show on December 17th, which will feature Nick Wayne versus He-Ho del Vikingo. Uh, and that actually, I, I apologize, Cubs fan. We're going to, we're going to talk about some of your content for a second here. <laughs> Uh, he, uh, he went on his blog and he mentioned, uh, two very distinctly different philosophies on this. He said, you know, Nick Wayne is a good wrestler, but he thought that, uh, putting Vikingo in there with a luchador he's worked with a lot more would be more of a way to, to, to get fans to, uh, to be drawn to it, to, to, uh, See what they can really do and what their style is all about. And he referenced that the, that's how the uh, Lucha Bros got quite a bit of attention is on their initial American tours. They basically wrestled each other in a lot of cities so that people could really see what, you know, the, their both of their styles were all about. Uh, and, and uh, I was thinking the other way. I was thinking like the, uh, the American, uh, uh promotions back from the uh, the territories days what you do the way you get a guy's big attention is you have him wrestle against the biggest name they've got locally whether that's your heavyweight champion or or the guy that's the big that got the biggest buzz which here in Seattle there is no doubt that it is Nick Wayne he is local to us uh, I mean I know a, a lot of people out there on the indies are seeing him and thinking of him as something of a sensation and uh, uh, our less aware that we've had years to really brand around him so that i think that's probably why defy made that choice also i'll throw out there though that he uh has been uh, as i throw out many times he has been lucha trained with names like uh super crazy uh and and uh, um negro casas uh that have have uh, helped oversee his lucha education as well so he's uh He's definitely Oh sorry Negro Navarro, Negro Casas, I can't verify but I've heard that one. Uh and uh yeah, so what I wanted to know is your guys' opinion. If you were to, they were to announce Vikingo is coming to your town, now, you know, in the upcoming months, who what would you want to see out of it?
2: Well, I would selfishly <laughs> want to see another luchador personally. <laughs> I mean, cuz like not a lot of opportunity. But, yeah. um, but at the yeah. same time, it's so old school. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Miranda.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I could see, especially Defy, um, you know, setting up someone like Nick Wayne, who is really popular there. Mm. So I think that it's a twofold where I can see why they end up booking them, uh, you know, booked them against an American talent, because you still want to draw in your regular fan base. This show is um, going to
3: sell out, I guarantee you. Yeah,
1: I mean, you still wanted to, um you know, do, yeah, to, to still kind of a, not appease your fan base, but still kind of, you know, leverage your, your fan base. And so with, um and you, you know, could attest to this more about, you know, what the Lucha interest is in the Pacific Northwest that, um, you know, it may be a little bit more limited. So how do you kind of get, you know, You can still get new eyes to a product by bringing in, um, you know, someone of that caliber, but then also kind of, you know, um, just to kind of keep your, your fan base happy with matching them against, you know, somebody who they know, who they like, um, and, but I also, you know, understand the point of, oh, yeah. um, work wise, it would be making more sense to put him up against someone he's worked with before because things like, you know, communication and work yeah. styles, you know, those are all things. And maybe originally not, um, as, in, as important, but now, you know, for him especially being injured and still going to be recovering from injury when he's, you know, working these. It Mm -hmm. may have been more beneficial to have someone, you know, he's wrestled before, more accustomed to, to help protect him as well. But I can see on the business side why matching him with more of a U.S. or with a U.S. you know based wrestler um, would would help. But you know, especially for Defy, um, we've talked about Nick Wynn before. He (laughs) has a snap of background and. will be an indie darling match. I, I anticipate hopefully seeing clips on that match all over the internet after it happens.
3: Absolutely. But you're you you're sidestepping the the question I put at you. He shows up uh Vikingo is announced for anywhere in the state of Arizona at this point. Do you wanna see uh oh, well. Michidor, or do you want to see one of your your guys go again?
1: Well, yeah. I mean <laughs> And in to to echo what Dusty said, I would love to see a uh, you know him opposing another luchador more than you know somebody local um at least in my state, um just because there's I know you know, granted, I guess if I have my state, if we got a vikingo Hammerstone match though, that's a whole different story, then book that.
3: Yeah. that is what kind of where my, my head went. Like that would be a fun one for a local guy down there.
1: Yeah. And That's the most famous. That's so. <laughs> true.
3: I will always point out that he has been on the record and say he loves to wrestle Luchador. So, you know, fantasy book that Arizona. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Somebody <laughs> fantasy book that I, I have heard and spoken with, with Hammerstone, um, here and, and there. And, um, and I'll talk a little bit about this in the indie roundup, but seeing uh Bandito um recently at Pro Wrestling Revolution um and seeing him work in person was amazing and um Hammerstone just had nothing but amazing things to say about his match with Bandito um from MLW uh earlier uh this summer. So, you know. He's definitely with a good luchador, especially to someone like a caliber of, you know, Ihold de Hingo, uh, arguably the best luchador in the entire world. Yeah, I'm sure he would want that match in a heartbeat.
3: <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, if if you're a promoter in Arizona and you're hearing that, try and find a way to make it happen. Uh, <laughs> actually, I'd see that the Hammerstone matchup anywhere. Yeah. I would love to see that any old place. So Matt, if you're listening to this, bring, you can bring that to Defy and I won't complain either. Uh, so I did mention that GCW put up all the archives. Uh, uh, so this means that for those of you who heard our whole diatribe and uh, breakdown of uh, the world on Lucha, which uh, Gringo Loco did, uh, that's now available to see. You can see all of the great matches from that. You can see several matches from, from their cards in Mexico. I was gonna highlight they also have the, uh, Effie's Big Gay Brunch match between Cassandro, El Exotico, and Sunny Kiss from a couple years ago now, but it's still a very emotional match to watch. Uh, and, uh, and then, uh, I'm gonna go back and watch a whole bunch of, uh, of uh um now i can only remember his wwe named grand Metalik, uh mascara dorada uh because he's done a few of them too so uh just you know if you are hungry to see some lucha libre action that uh and you want to support the an indie promotion there you go go over to fight tv and gcw has their whole archive there if you are feeling a little daunted like i said uh Cubs fan on his blog will have direct links to the cards so you can look them up by the match you want to see. And he will link it directly to the, uh, link you directly to the fight page. So you barely have to do any work if you want to go see that. But, uh, that is my news. Uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna switch over now. We're gonna go over to the Indie Roundup. And Miranda already kind of hinted at this. Uh, one of the things that, that, uh, Miranda got to do during our our long break was she got to work a couple of shows and while we're not going to run down all of them because they were kind of a little bit back, I think uh, we were going you were going to go over some highlights for us.
1: Yes, uh, so uh, two shows I wanted to highlight that occurred about two weeks ago. Uh, one was PCW Ultra um, that happened in of course Wilmington. Uh, this was a of course, PCW Ultra has always been a awesome show and experience also of one of the promotions who really did, um, you know, and continuously puts lucia Lucha Libre out in the, in the forefront, um, but, uh, awesome, awesome, uh, show. This show, uh, set in stone, uh, was highlighted by, um, the introduction of the Ultra Bolt, which was a cage match, uh, with weapons. Think about, uh, Ambrose Asylum, uh, <laughs> match, but better. Um, uh-huh. for the MLW, I'm not MLW, um, PCW, Ultra Champion, and I said MLW Because uh, Champion Hammerstone uh, Was uh, having to Defend his title against three different Competitors um, Sin Bodie, Shafe, and um, Jacob Fatu uh, With Jacob Fatu Coming out victorious and becoming Your new PCW Ultra Champion Um, But one of the fun highlights Of that show Was a match between Shane Haste and Puma King. Um, that was an awesome, awesome match. And then a, uh, ultra light. I would say kind of contenders match, um, also occurred. Um, it was due to some changes in the card, but we had a four way, uh, contenders match in the ultra light division with Danny Limelight versus Lince Dorado versus Lucas Riley versus, uh, Matt Vandegreff. And so that was a huge highlight of the show. Um, and the ultralight division in uh, uh, ultra is phenomenal. Um, and so the winner of that match ended up being Matt Vandegriff, who now took over as number one contender for the ultralight championship. Lindsay Dorado was previously the number one contender, um, but now that has shifted over to Matt Vandegriff, So he will be eventually facing Jay Vidal, for the Ultra Light Championship. Um so PCW Ultra, make sure to check them out on social media. Um they also have now footage slowly coming up of their show before that, uh Way Out West, um that's now available on pcwondemand.com. Um they have uh, matches from both Way Out West and Friday the 13th that are available. Um that includes um Toa Leona versus Killer Cross. Uh that was up there. Um and and much, much more. So make sure to check out Ultra. Um, they have announced that their anniversary show will be happening on uh Friday, January twenty-seventh, and already announced for that show uh black tourists will be in action and also for, uh, their special guest during the meet and greet. It has been announced that, um, trying to go through and find my, my notes here, uh, that Chavo Guerrero Jr. will be, um, there during the special meet and greet. This, uh, events special meet and greet guest, uh, for, uh, set in stone was Ultimo uh, Dragón, someone we are all very familiar with, a big fan of. He was there signing autographs, talking with fans. And so uh, the meet-and-greet portion of Ultra's events are just awesome. Um, not only do they have a special guest, but you get to meet all of the PCW Ultra wrestlers, get your autographs, get your posters signed, uh, take pictures, buy their merchandise, Um, And so it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal experience. But yes, ultra was something else. Um, And then the next night in San Jose, uh, pro wrestling revolution came back for the first time in a year. There and they also had a plethora of matches, but the big things I wanted to highlight, as I talked about earlier, um, was Bandito uh, in his match, which was, I believe, a six-man tag, um, which really was one of the highlights of the entire show. But I would say, kind of the most uh, all you know look that I had on my face that entire night was Roosh. Um He challenged. Uh, J.R. Kratos in the main event and his presence, his look, his style is money. Um, and that's why it surprises me that, you know, a company like AEW isn't leveraging it as much as they should because I, in that crowd in person, it is something else. Um, so well put together, uh, you know, just an amazing talent, but an amazing presence. And yeah,
3: yes, um, he has such a great presence.
1: He's such a great presence. So I, yeah. I just cannot say enough great things about him and Pro Wrestling Revolution again, bringing you literally the top stars in Lucha Libre, um, on their shows at, at, at every time. So I, um, cannot emphasize how you know, if yeah. you are able to go to one of their shows to absolutely do it um they do have some of their uh previous shows on fight um tv i believe uh their show from march um is available on fight tv now um more hopefully to come but you can also check out clips um and pictures, of course, um, on their social media, Pro Wrestling Revolution, on Facebook, on Instagram, um, definitely view their stuff. Um, I'm trying to remember now. So they do have um, their show, which one is this one? It's on Fight TV, so while you're also looking at your uh, GCW stuff, um, yeah. from... No, this is November, so I believe earlier this year, the year they do have that, um, it's on fight, so definitely check it out. But, um, yeah, both were great, great shows to to be a part of, and lots of good Lucha Libre content happening out in Cali.
3: So I can I can uh, for anyone who's on the fence on this I can validate as well that their production values are um, through the roof. Mm-hmm. Both of them have very professional setups while you're at the show. So I know that uh creates a really dynamic impact when you're watching it uh, watching it back on a Fight TV for example or uh uh iWTV if that's uh if that's your flavor and they, they, you're watching your lucha over there. So you have lots of, uh, they, you have lots of great presentation. Uh, you, you heard Miranda go over just some of the, the matches you get on the card there. You always get top to bottom a great mm-hmm. show. So yeah, um, if you, I, I was unaware that that, that other show was on fight TV. Now I'm going to have to go back and check it out because I keep kicking myself. I don't get to go, I don't get to go. Ring announce and, and have, tell my bosses that I can't work that weekend. I'm going to to see a pro wrestling show or I'm going to work a pro wrestling show. So.
1: Yeah, it, it was a very surreal uh, weekend uh, to go to PCW Ultra to then Pro Wrestling Revolution. I did finish the weekend over at uh, FSW. Um, no lucha content to, to really cover there, um, for that show, but it was definitely, a, a crazy triple header. So, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, sometimes this life is strange, but in, in the best ways. So, also Pro Wrestling Revolution did announce they're going back to San Jose March 11th, 2023. So it will be their first, um, San Jose show of the new year. Um, so for those who are interested, you have time to, you know, Check yeah. flights, get your accommodation set. Um you know, they continue always bring in again the biggest names in Lucha Libre as I say these things out loud. Who knows if maybe they'll be able to finagle a maybe e de Vikingo uh to to their March show. Uh, um
3: would, Yeah. I mean, if I'm getting if he's coming up here in Seattle in December California in March is not a big reach.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, I could see it happening, everyone. So, but uh, those are just my personal experiences, uh, my contribution to the indie roundup.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, as always, thank you. Uh, we do, we do like to really highlight the indies uh, on the show as much as possible. I know, and uh, even before our our time off, uh, we we were struggling a little bit with that due to a number of reasons. So, I wanted to really put as much of a highlight as we could on there. And that makes me super proud that what we get to announce, I just have this one headline on it because you don't get a lot of lucha over in Japan, but when you do, apparently you get big because, um, hiho de Dr. Wagner jr. Has been touring with Noah. Uh, they have, there's been a long term relationship with, uh, with them and a few luchadors. Uh, he, uh, Tour two years ago that with, uh, when I was really hyper focused on it because a couple friends of mine were on that tour with him. But he's apparently they like him so much now that they put him in a title match for the GHC National Championship, uh, in NOAA, pro wrestling NOAA. And, uh, he, Dr. Wagner Jr. is now your new GHC National Champion having won it from, uh, Masakatsu Funaki. I apologize uh that I am now slaughtering names in two languages instead of just one. But there you go. Uh so congratulations there. I don't know if there's footage uh like a full match out there, but there is footage and there's images out there if you wanna see uh the Dr. Wagner Junior's son, his one of his giant grown boys, uh winning the national the GHC national championship. Um and then, uh, as we alluded to earlier, we had some, Big Lucha had a, had a show at Bandito's Gym. Uh, that was, uh, on a, the, uh, uh, well, that was on, a, that was a little bit ago. I my date is cut off here. Uh, so on the undercard, you had a few names that are still obviously coming up. Uh you did have uh so so I'm skipping ahead, that's what this stalling is is all about. Uh you had it in the middle you had Carito and Skyade against Action Jackson and Potro uh so or Skyade, so uh obviously the Maestro gets a little bit of a win, you know, if you can have an instructor like that on the card, you gotta make him look good once in a while. Um Galeno del Mall, another one of Wagner's children, uh, had a match against, uh, somebody named Limbo. I apologize that I don't know you yet, Limbo, but if you're doing matches like this, I'm positive I'll see a lot more of you. Galeno del Mall got the win. Uh, that was supposed to be Galeno del Mall versus Bandito, but, uh, you know, Cardi is subject to change. And in your main event you had Bandito Gravity uh Commander Ray Horus against Bandito, not to be confused with Bandito, uh Elemental and Flamita Utani. And uh you you know they always end the show on a high note, so Bandito, Gravity Commander and, and Ray Horus came out on top on that one. Uh sounds like a fantastic card. I really really want more of these to to get loose on the internet so I can find them easier. But uh that was our big lucha card and thanks to uh to AEW for allowing these shows to keep going on cuz I really like having a a big name right now wrestler having a gym and working with a lot of these guys that means a lot more people are going to have eyes on the next generation of lucha and and i love it uh but that is, that's it that's for my indie roundup for the week thank you miranda for also giving us some indie roundup information uh we will you know as always we are looking for all of your indie news so uh maybe Vicky goes, come into your town and you just want me to shout it out. Uh, or maybe you saw an amazing match between two guys in a in a mask that I've never heard of before. I, send me all of your Lucha results. We'll give our socials at the end of the show.
1: Thank you, Brandon. Of course, as uh, Brandon mentioned, we will give our socials at the end of the show. So that way, if you want to reach out to us about events happening, uh, near you that you'd love for us to plug or mention, we'd be happy to do so. Well, up next, though, it's that time. We are going to kick it off to Denise Alcedo, who brings us this week's Lucha Central Central.
3: Why should you visit TheChairShot.com?
2: TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion,
1: and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fans.
0: Special guests and a whole lot of fun make it one of the most talked-about shows in Mexico. Thursdays, it's straight out of the bodega with Papo Esco and PWR promoter Gabriel Ramirez, as they have guests from throughout the wrestling world pull up to give an inside look into their careers. From indie standouts to television superstars, each week brings a new name and perspective. On Friday, it's your double dose of Lucha Central Weekly podcasts, one in English y el otro en Español. Lucha Central Weekly is where you'll find all the top stories of the week, both inside and out of the ring from Mexico and anywhere luchadores are in action across the globe. Be sure to subscribe and follow all your favorite Lucha Central Network series on your favorite podcast platforms, either by their own series name,
1: And as always, a big thank you to Denise Salcedo, who brings us this week's Lucha Central Central, letting you know what's happening throughout the Lucha Central Podcast Network. On to the promotion. So now this is the part of the show where we give you news and events that's happening with specific promotions throughout the world. We are going to be starting this portion off with... CMLL. Brendan has some news to catch us up on with CMLL. Just a
3: couple quick stories on that. The CMLL has done a lot of things while we've been away. They've been doing their normal thing. They're still doing three shows every weekend plus stuff here and there. Um, but one of the cool things is, as I've been complaining about, a lot of their pay-per-views have been, have had no video on demand option. However, they have recently uploaded the an episode onto their YouTube channel, which covers the women's grand prix. So for those of you who heard us talking about it and building up to it or have seen any of the other things on there, we have you can now see the whole match. You can it is a uh, tournament style where you have Team Mexico versus everybody else uh featuring uh dallas uh, vispa dorada uh uvia uh, i the list goes on and on uh it's worth watching it is a fantastic match it's uh just up on cml little's channel it's a very nondescript looking thing it just says it's an episode a regular episode and it even starts off with a men's match uh that, but then it jumps into to the uh to the grand prix you get to see all of that uh I will uh spoil it for you now but for those of you who don't rem- don't know Dallas did win that uh but this, the the road that it takes to get there is pretty fantastic. Also recently we had the the annual Ray del inframundo tournament for those of you who don't know uh they every year arena mexico turns in uh, every year around day of the dead arena mexico turns into a gateway to hell and all of the wrestlers take sides of either the gods or the devils and they have fantastic events going on uh and sometimes you see wrestlers uh, literally dragged to hell which is always quite interesting Uh, but among those things, you'll have the King of the Underworld tournament. And this year, it turned out that, uh, Stuka Jr. managed to take the belt off of Terrible, who had been, who had won this. What is, was it two or three times, Dusty? Do you know?
2: um i'm not sure it it's at least twice maybe three yeah. times
3: yeah that's where i'm at too i know for sure it was twice i think yeah,
2: it, it, there's yeah a three sounds so. right but i can picture two <laughs> so
3: yeah so there you go congratulations Stuka jr you're now the king of the underworld and you beat a long-standing one that's uh, what i like about this is it's a title that you only see defended once a year so even though CMLL is even more grievous than uh, AEW for having way too many titles this particular one has a neat little ba- bit of prestige on it because you get an entire show built up around it and then everybody has to wait until next year to go see it again um and on a similar note we I mentioned the 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 Grand Prix both Lady Frost and Avispa Dorada have announced on their social medias that they're going to have more dates coming up. Avispa, I believe, is staying. Uh, Lady Frost mentioned that she has dates in December. So uh, they seem to be building up to larger events if they're looking at having American wrestlers there. So keep an, keep an ear open. We might have more uh, kind of exciting news about American indie wrestlers traveling down to Mexico and being part of something so uh but that's it that's what I've got for CMLL this week I would love to have more do you want more CMLL I know when we were covering it in depth before it it uh, it felt kind of uh, long and there's a lot of CMLL but uh, if you if you want more let me know so thank you again CMLL Great.
1: thank you Brendan up next, we've been alluding to it. We've talked about it here and there. But we got a lot of AAA news to cover. Um, specifically, two cards coming up and how they may intertwine, how they leverage, what's <laughs> happening, what isn't happening. The conspiracy theories are wild here uh with AAA. So, Dusty, go ahead. <laughs> get us a roll in.
2: Yeah. Well, first up, we had mentioned it before. Uh, there's a Phoenix area show being held in Tempe on December the 3rd. They released the card on November the 15th, so not much time to get your tickets if you want to. The card announced is Lady Shawnee teaming with Sexy Star 2 versus Lady Maravilla and Chic Tormenta in a women's tag match. Willie Mack and Mascarita Sagrada versus Demus and Latigo. Nuevo Generacion Dinamita versus the team of Mister Iguana, Commander, and Dave the Clown. Interesting trio there.
3: Dave uh, is back.
2: Yeah, and <laughs> and teaming with Commander and Mister Iguana. I mean, that's like a high-profile trio, but it's just three people you probably wouldn't have thought to put together. Never, never
3: and, in a in any lifetime would I have said Dave the Clown with any of the either.
2: Of those but it, it makes an interesting trio, like I say, and yes. it's, yeah, something visually exciting for the fans. I mean, it's going to look amazing. Hopefully, I mean, I think this could be the sleeper match on the card, but I, you know, the next match, this is a trio, or a triple threat, rather, Taurus versus Daga versus Eo Del Vakingo. Daga back with triple A after a long break. It's been quite a while, and you know versus Vikingo in his first match back that's very high profile for Daga the triple threat format kind of protects Vikingo because you know like he doesn't have to be pinned and yeah i, I also, like also
3: if he's still hurt he doesn't even have to yeah. work that hard
2: mm-hmm. yeah it's a it's kind of a perfect setup uh, Lucha Blog, Cubs fan, he had mentioned that the, the Daga placement in such a high-profile match felt more like a favor to Daga than anything that was actually adding to the match. And it, at first, I kind of agreed, but after I read it and thought about it, I was thinking about a lot of Daga's work. And, like, he's a really solid hand, and he can be very credible in the moment when he needs to be. And I think that he could actually bring a lot to this and be exciting. His kind of exile seemed to go along with Tessa's, even though he was just Mm -hmm. kind of guilty by association. And so I'm I'm excited to see Dogga back. I think he could really surprise us. Hopefully, you know, got effect tricks. Go ahead.
3: uh, I I mean, further to to further your point that it's probably a little more deserved is he's still a giant like well known face. Mm -hmm. He did Lucha Underground for all of the seasons and like. People that don't follow the American Indies will still have seen him on Lucha Underground and be like, I remember that guy. I want to see that guy because he was a presence there, too. So uh, and, and yeah, we know more about the fact of there's a lot of going on with where he has been or hasn't been. But most people won't. And uh, in America in particular, they will just think of him as a really big name that they finally get to see live.
2: Yeah. And it would be exciting, especially if you've, you know, more recently got into Lucha but didn't have the opportunity to ever see Dog Alive. This is a really unique chance to do that. And then we have the main event a trios match, the team of Blue Demon Jr., Pentagon Jr., and Pagano versus Sam Adonis, Gringo Loco, and Flip Gordon. Oh,
3: man. It's really I I don't have a team I want to win in this.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, no, it's an you,
1: interesting – it
2: interesting? either way.
1: Yeah, interesting trios as well. It's, yeah. Yeah. Again, no, not
2: something you would have picked on paper, but it it's interesting. Right.
3: Yeah. No. I, I mean, it's just yeah. Normally, I if it I, it's Sam Adonis and Psycho Clown, it's an easy choice for me. But there's g the, the the team he's got with him is good, and then I. Also, want to see people on Sam's team get beat up. I'm not going to say any names. I'm not going to go further yeah. down this this rabbit hole of taking sides. So. <laughs>
2: well, and Psycho Clown was announced for the card, but he er, like originally on the posters, he was announced for Tempe. He is not on the card as advertised right now, but apparently, Psycho Clown and Lahedra are scheduled for the VIP experience, which is an extra couple hundred dollars on top of your ticket. And who knows if they're coming or not? It's we we discussed this before. Everything feels very up in the air. And if this was your first high-profile American show, at uh, you know you had your Blue Demon things there. We'll, we'll touch on that with the the card for Night of Champions. We'll go ahead and announce the card for Night of Champions so we can.
1: Discuss We're Circle yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's all interconnected.
2: Yeah. yeah, Night of Champions, December the twenty-eighth. It I believe is a Wednesday. This is also being recorded. I think it's going to be on Fight. Not for sure on that. But the card, as announced, first up we'll have the Marvel Lucha Libre match where they're going to ta- finally crown a champion. They've got that belt based on the Arc Reactor from. Iron Man, very cool, lights up, no competitors have been announced. It's pretty likely it's going to be the people that were announced uh, before, like the winners at Triple Mania. but, you know, it's Triple A. Who the heck knows? You never never know what you're going to get when you get there. Next up, we're going to have a mixed tag team match, championship match, third defense for Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello, the challengers are Lady Shawnee and Octagon Junior and Commander and Sexy Star 2. The titles have done nothing for Sammy and Ty. They I I don't know. It it feels like they are less interested in it. It feels like they are less popular, less over, less everything than they were when they won the titles. So unless they really put on a big show here, I don't know that I see them winning this match. They could.
3: Yeah, to your point, they've just kind of sunk really deep since then. The momentum at the time they won them was tremendous, but it's not going anywhere now. So I think they're probably just going to.
2: Their heat has turned into apathy. Yeah. Mm. It really has. I mean, that's the vibe I get. Like, I'm apathetic towards it. At first, I was like, (laughs) oh man, Sammy, what a villain. And now I'm kind of like, oh, Sammy, we've seen this. What else you got? yeah and, agreed yeah so just not as excited about that match as i would have been a couple of months ago next match on the card trios match nuevo generation dinamita in their second defense against the team of Aramis, Mystices jr and willie mack
3: this is the one and, i'm excited for oh
2: I'm my like, god super yes. the perfect mix you know the Brutal ground-based thing. Willie Mack can do everything. Uh, oh, Missed Disease and Armies. Very mm-hmm. cool. Going to be a great match. Next up, we have the Copa Mundo Imperial. Dave the Clown versus Panic Clown versus Vampiro. Versus Murder Clown, did I mention Murder Clown? Um, Pagano, <laughs> Aero Star, Blue Demon Jr., Nino Amberguesa, Mr. Iguana, Diva Savaje, Jesse Ventura, and Parca Negra. Now, Blue Demon Jr. being in the Copa Mundo Imperial is interesting. That's yeah. not He's- as high placement.
3: So, so all the other names are people that are all in the same spot. They're usually doing this, this match in the middle of a, a big card somewhere.
2: Yeah, something just like, to get – because, like, how do you yeah. leave somebody like Mr. Iguana or Nino Amberguesa off the card, but what do right. you do with them if you don't have big plans?
3: <laughs> right, you put, them in a, you put them in a tournament or you have a scramble match in the middle or something like that, which is you yeah. know, what this this originally sounded like until you heard the name Blue Team a junior, and then you're like, what?
2: yeah. <laughs> It's it's interesting, and it it actually plays into the next match. The next match is a triple threat match, but they're debuting a new championship at Night of Champions. The AAA Blue Demon Campeón. It's the then you become the the Blue Demon Champion, the Demon Champion, and the lineup for that is Ares versus Taurus versus Viano Three Junior. I mean, that's going to be a hot match. Also,
3: also going to be a match-in-the-night contender. My goodness.
2: But if you have this going on with Blue Demon and your big high-profile first American show, how do you not do the, the match on the show? I, I'm just baffled at that one. And like we say, there's a lot of clues that maybe the show could be – canceled due to amount of tickets sold or, you know, whatever reason. There's still supposed to be a Tijuana show that night. Miranda did some research into it and couldn't find anything about whether or not the show in Tijuana was still going on. But the fact that we're not getting Psycho Clown, not getting um, La Hydra, there's a lot of weird stuff going on there. Well, will be yeah,
3: we had seen – I I I believe when we talked about this before and we talked about the rumors of of it not happening, Psycho Clown was one of the people that said he might have had his own dates. Um, And Vampiro, too, actually had his own dates originally. Yeah, Vampiro
1: was already scheduled for another show. Interesting so uh, there has been a bit more of an uptick in advertisement over the past week, and they have been bringing in triple a stars to the phoenix area for local promotion so i believe most recently pagano and psycho clown were in phoenix and did some um television spots for the local spanish television station apparently um the state declared um i think it was maybe november 12th or sometime last week november 11th uh lucha libre day um and psycho clown pagano were there Um, with a local representative. Um, But it really hasn't been making big news. Um, But there has been an uptick in advertisement on social media. Um, And also, apparently, there's a commercial airing on local television. I have not seen it yet, but there's been some buzz online of it existing. So there's been Seemingly a little bit late in the game, quote-unquote, of of advertisement for it. But AAA is making efforts to bring people here. And maybe that's the thing. Cycle Clown is more in an ambassador role for the show. Um, And and that's why he's been um, here recently making making the rounds. But, uh, you know, again, if he'll be here or not. But for sure, Vampiro is scheduled to be in another show, I think in Wisconsin, and yes. um, yeah. apparently, to reports of Lucha Blog, he you know was going to honor that commitment first. So I believe it, yeah, it's, the, uh, the,
3: the phrase we talked about last time is when Vampiro says he's going to be at a show. That's the reputation is he he will be there. So. Yeah,
1: so it, it's been interesting locally. There's still a mix of of people who are either unaware of the show is happening at all or skeptical of the show is going to happen. Um there's definitely a delay of people getting their tickets just because of this unsureness of will it, won't it. You know, of course if you know, whenever you do buy tickets you, you get a, a refund, but um there just has not been as much buzz locally about it. But again too, Arizona in general has been noted um to be not a huge wrestling city and if it is it's more in the WWE territory. Not so much in the world of Lucha Libre. So, still very interesting decision to run a show here. Um, we'll see if it, it pays off. We'll see over literally, I mean, two weeks, uh, what will happen.
2: I still haven't bought my plane ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna try to go at one point, but then the uncertainty around it all and then like like we mentioned earlier, I got really sick for a week there, missed a bunch of work, and so it's not in the cards for me now, but I really hope it turns out. And oh also Knight of Champions don't want to forget these two matches. We have the fifth defense of FTR for the AAA Tag Team Championship against challengers Hermanos Lee. That's Listico and Dragon Lee. It's going to be really good. I'm excited for that. I I don't know. It seems like FTR called it in a little bit with their AAA matches, but I feel like in Mexico against Hermanos Lee, like you got to bring it, or the people are going to get mad, and so like you you have to. Really show up and show out. I think that's going to be a hot match. And then finally, a match a lot of us have been waiting for. Singles match. Vikingo's eighth defense, third recorded defense so that fans can watch it of the AAA Mega Campion Championship. Vikingo versus Bandito. And I am so excited for this match. We've seen them in a triple threat, but we've not seen them challenge like this in a singles match. Bandito is capable of amazing things. Vikingo is capable of things that defy science and physics. And I am so excited for this match. I genuinely think it's going to be a match of the year contender. I think people are going to be so surprised at how fantastic it is. And It happens just three days before the end of the year. I I really do think it's going to be a, a big deal and something people talk about as a match of the year match. Big names. A lot of talent. This is the, you know, kind of first time we got to see them solo against each other. Very exciting stuff. Big cards. Hopefully the Tempe show happens. We see how the, you know, kind of dynamics and politics of it are playing into Night of Champions. But it's also in such a way that Night of Champions could be replacing it. A lot going on. We'll keep you updated as we know more, but hopefully everything goes off without a hitch. it'll be fine, I'm sure. sure. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, Uh, go ahead. I just
3: want to do one quick little push on this, since we are talking about how uncertain it is. uh, I did buy my tickets with insurance, so if you are, that is your concern, buy your tickets, so that way they get the idea that people want to see this show, and then if it does still happen that they cancel it, you'll still you won't be out money.
1: Yeah. T- stick, tickets are still available in Ticketmaster. So if you do go through a the actual vendor, um, you are able to get refund options. When you go through a third party, that is where it gets, yeah. you know, more tricky. Um, but tickets are still available through Ticketmaster. So um, definitely check those tickets out if you are interested. Um, there's still lots of availability. The arena itself is a very new arena, literally with, you know, just open earlier this year. Um, so it, it's a great venue. Um, Tempe is a, a, a great uh, place, not too far from the airport. Uh, so as, as far as the visit, it's a great time of year to come and visit in Arizona as well. It's not hot at all. So if you want to be a winter visitor for a weekend, come and visit Phoenix man the tourism department should pay me for that plug <laughs> yeah yeah that's oh,
3: they they, should, they should.
1: They should. so up next though uh you know promotion we haven't talked about in a, in a minute is wwe um and dusty has some more news for us specifically a match that occurred this past friday on smackdown
2: yeah, this this last Friday we had Shinsuke Nakamura versus Santos Escobar in the World Cup Championship Tournament, the first round. And so this was technically Japan versus Mexico, if you looked at the kind of branding for the match. Surprisingly quick match, actually. I thought this one was going to have some time. First match on the card was the New Day versus uh, the bloodline, so and it got like 40 minutes. So I assumed that this match was going to get some time, too, but not as much as I thought. Great match. Instantly one of the most notable things, Joaquin Wilde came out dressed as Pee Wee Herman. I mean, well,
1: the suit, the suit
2: was <laughs> it was spot ridiculous. on. Ooh, so and, and, and there's part of me that's like, is this a rib? Or and who is it on? Or is, I mean, like, it instantly got attention. It was all over the internet. Joaquin Wilde may be a secret genius. All he had to do was dress up like Pee Wee Herman. And despite Santos Escobar winning the match with a phantom driver from the second turnbuckle, it was Joaquin Wilde that everybody talked about Uh, all weekend long. And then. Yeah, and and he's genius. People keep sending him pictures of him and Pee Wee side by side, and so he says, quit sending me this shit, and then he tweets Elon Musk.
1: Can you make these
2: people stop? (laughs) And like so perfect, played into it so well. The social media aspect was amazing. Also during the match, Bad News Barrett on commentary mentioned that Shinsuke and Santos had wrestled in CMLL 15 years ago. Mind blown. I could right? not it's believe
1: crazy. it. We're in a crazy time, y'all. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, we are truly living in the strangest timeline. It, I We've heard, we I uh, believe it was uh, New Japan or Noah got mentioned a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago on SmackDown. Now CMLL. And not only that, by mentioning CMLL, they acknowledge the whole EO Del Fantasma thing. It's really interesting and really exciting as a WWE fan. Miranda and I were talking before the show and I've been watching more SmackDown than any other wrestling show. Like yeah. it's just so good right now. And the, the kind of excitement and the, the must see quality of Dynamite has dwindled, especially with the after, everything after All Out and the fight and the whole elite thing. But SmackDown has consistently been getting better and better every week. I do miss Swerve and Hit Row. I feel like they are woefully exposed without Swerve. He was the star of that group and it, it really mm-hmm. shows now. But, I everything else I'm great on. Still Miss Electra with Legato Del Fantasma. Zelina adds Mm -hmm. a lot. I just don't know why they couldn't have both been there. Yeah. Yeah. Zelina looks amazing. She looked fantastic in this match. She, you know, really does a great job distracting the ref, getting people's attention. But she can still do it with Electra there. I I don't know. But Santos looked great, picked up a much-deserved win. The crowd was really 50-50 for Shinsuke and Santos, which was exciting. Shinsuke has consistently been one of the bigger crowd reactions that they get. And for Santos to get that same level of reaction was really nice, really exciting. Shows that he had main rosters, kind of accepting the fans of the main roster. He cut his promo in both English and Spanish. His English is flawless. He yeah. sounds like a million bucks. And I mean yes, the the I sky do. is the limit for this guy. I I really think we see him, not during the bloodline timeline, but I think we see him as a legitimate contender for the world championship within the next year. Twenty twenty three is gonna be the year of Santos.
3: I hope so. I hope that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh for those of you who don't understand why uh, it's so mind boggling to mention CMLL, uh there was a very expanded period of time where the wwe just did not talk about any other wrestling promotion ever
2: ever yeah like 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 my whole lifetime basically
3: yeah yeah (laughs) the the last time i can think about them talking about other promotions was during the monday night wars when they were inviting other promotions to participate with them and that was yeah So, uh, yeah, like everything was isolationist. That's, uh, everybody would always joke about what somebody's name would be changed to when they joined the WWE and all of our internet guesses were way less bizarre than some of the ones we got. Um, so yeah, just just a weird little, it's a, we're in a moment now. We're in the middle of, of a very definite shift in all of wrestling. And once again, the WWE is in the center of it. So like, even when they were just a year ago, they were the, the product everybody was like, we don't want anything to do with this because it's boring yeah. and same same. Now they're the ones that everybody wants to watch and, and all of wrestling is changing as a result of it. And who would have thought we'd be in a world where AEW dynamite is not even figuring into our, our equation in the, uh, the yeah. new the new wrestling dynamics
2: six months ago i wouldn't have thought it was possible but it it's things have really shifted and smackdown raw too raw has been very good but smackdown has been the most consistent national wrestling program i've been watching i mean like they really consistently bring it storylines all tied together a lot of interesting stuff goes on every week and Mm -hmm. and i just want to tune in and like I said, it feels like that's really dwindled with AEW, of especially Dynamite. Rampage never had the big show feel that Dynamite did for me. But even Dynamite has kind of lost that in, new in show shine.
3: In fairness to the to the Rampage show, Tony Khan's even said that too. He's like. We really let the show down. We need to to look at what we're doing and maybe change things up. I, I, not an exact quote. That's a paraphrase, but
2: mm-hmm. right, yeah, yeah it, it does feel like the B show. I mean, it just yeah. doesn't have that A show feel, and and that's okay. I enjoy a lot of the matches on Rampage. I actually watch it more than I watch Dynamite right now, but it. That speaks to the importance of Dynamite and how far it's fallen lately. That was must see TV for a couple of years for me. I mean, I yeah. always watched Dynamite live, watched every minute of it, and and now you know, I just kind of watch the relevant stuff. I've kind of lost my yeah, just wait for the highlights, uh huh.
3: You know and. I mean, I don't know how much time we've already taken. Part of this for us on the Lucha Central show, just so that we, we can set it apart. We're not being like – I know the internet has – there's sections of the internet that have been very anti-AEW. Part of it for us is they've they've really distanced themselves from all of their connections to Lucha. Like,
2: exactly. And yeah. what you do see right now – I don't want to see Roosh lose. Right? right. That's the last thing I want to see. I want to see him out there <laughs> kicking ass. And yeah. so to me as a lucha fan, that's that's not appealing.
3: Yeah. And and yeah, similar, we're not seeing Andrade uh exactly, pos- possibly for political reasons. I don't know. It, but it, and to bring it all around there, that's where AEW has been the most interesting in the last mm-hmm. few months is speculation about what's going on at the company not what's been going on with their product Correct. so Yeah Anyway, I I, I didn't I don't want to derail us on that. We will have plenty yeah. of times to talk about AEW stuff. Uh, I'm sure we've got other things that we can be lucha things we can be going on about.
2: Yeah, yeah I think Miranda has some news from MLW for us.
1: Yes, MLW has returned after a long hiatus. MLW Fusion came back last week, but before we get into that, MLW did treat its fans by airing Battle Riot 4 um, back two weeks ago. Um, that is exclusive. Both that and new episodes of Fusion are now available on Pro Wrestling TV, no longer on YouTube, so make sure you keep that in mind. Um, but now Battle Riot was filmed back in June, uh, and it is now November, so things have changed. We talked about the wrestling landscape changing a lot, literally in just the past two months. So some of the names and some of the things I'll talk about uh, for Battle Riot were very interesting back in June. Um, for those of you who are aware, not aware, Battle Riot is MLW's version of a Royal Rumble. However, some very interesting changes. One, it is a 40-person Battle Royal, and eliminations can occur by pinfall submission or throwing your competitor over the top rope. Um so as far as competitors uh within Battle Riot, some notable lucha names include Friend of the Show Lince Dorado, uh as long along with Micro Microman, Mini Abismo Abiz- Abiz- Negro, La Srea, uh Killer Cross, uh a special appearance by Sammy Callahan, who is still contracted with Impact Wrestling. Um Jose Maximus, the Maximus Homicide, uh, of course, Jacob Fatu, Myron Reed, two of Caesar Duran's Aztec warriors in there, uh, Matt Cross, Savio Vega, and Taya Valkyrie um, along there, the 40th um, Opponent, 40th participant in the Battle Riot uh, Of course, news leaked earlier Was Parker Boudreaux From former NXT fame um, Your winner though Of Battle Riot Who does then earn an opportunity For the MLW Heavyweight Championship Was Jacob Fatou So for MLW uh, Kind of interesting overlap Of what we saw at Ultra uh, you know, a few weeks ago, Um Jacob Fatu does now have a guaranteed title shot uh, against Alexander Hammerstone. No news on when that match is set to occur, but Hammerstone did beat Fatu for the MLW Championship now over a year ago. So we are going to get a- Fatu Hammerstone two.
3: It's a. It was a banger of a match too. Like it's that's still on YouTube. You, so yeah. you don't have to go over to Pro Wrestling TV. I don't even know if it's it's uploaded over there yet. But yeah, watch it again if you watched it before. Watch it again if you haven't seen it yet. It's a banger because and that's your preview of what you're gonna get. I guarantee.
1: And another note as far as the final four for that match, where Sammy Callahan, Killer Cross, Jacob Fatu, and Real One, also formerly known as Enzo Amore, um, oh. they were really trying to set up, you know, Killer Cross in, in a great position, um, as he was eliminated by Fatu. So it looked like that may have been. Uh, a feud that Fatou was going to get into while kind of waiting for Hammerstone. Um, but then what happened? Killer Cross and, and Scarlet Bordeaux both got re signed by WWE. So, uh, plans changed, but, um, <laughs> Battle Riot again is available online at Pro Wrestling TV. The full Battle Riot, um, is, uh, live. Anyone can watch it.
3: I wanna, I wanna, Kind of put a little more of a highlight on something that, that we just threw out there factually, but didn't really go into. This is a men and women event. I heard at least yeah. two different women's name in there, uh, from, just from the Lucha side. So like, you won't see that. Like, at first people might hear this and think Battle Riot is the Royal Rumble, uh, or, you know, something and not even, uh, or, uh, yeah, or War Games or whatever they, they immediately, but. No,
1: this like is the Royal unique. Rumble. Yeah,
3: it's more it's more closely related to the Royal Rumble yeah. except for, you know, just the way how
1: people is, yeah, yeah. Uh, eliminated, I would say <laughs> they have like yeah. War Chamber, which is more similar to War Games. Yeah, but still. Yeah. To have um, a wide variety of people, um, especially in openness to have like Taya, your right, you know, women's featherweight champion in the match. Now, granted, she has wrestled more men than some of the people in that actual <laughs> um, in that ring. <laughs> So um, but it's a great addition um, to that. And it really did leave a a big, you know, element of of surprise.
3: Yeah. And it changes changes the general atmosphere and vibe of it. I know some people will be less interested in seeing it, but I think more people knowing that will will be interested in seeing because it's different. It's a different experience. And and that's always made it stand out. So I just want to wanted to give it that quick little. Little extra pitch there
1: Yeah Uh, So also now this week We did have the official return of MLW Fusion Um, Real quick some results Uh, MLW middleweight champion Defended uh, his belt in a four-way Against Lince Dorado uh, Which Myron Reed uh, Against Lince Dorado La Estrella and Ades Which he retained the championship Casey Navarro defeated Minia Bismo Negro and Scarlett Bordeaux defeated Clara Carreras. Um Scarlett Bordeaux was um you know trying to um really make a, an impression in the Featherweight division. Um actually was a in-ring competitor with MLW at the times, but again, plans change now that her and uh Killer Cross are back with WWE um but so it's still very interesting no time to see um you know what was happening back in the wild wild west of pro wrestling in June um, I will
3: I will say that is my biggest regret with Kevin Cross going back to uh WWE is Scarlett mm-hmm. Bordeaux she worked down in AAA uh, she she's work. You know, she was working on doing uh, some interesting things that we hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. A lot of creativity, and I really wanted to see where she was going to take it uh on this particular trip. So, um, we we will never know, but hopefully, they the we get to see a little bit of that creative side come out at least in the WWE. So.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Uh, also new to MLW is the introduction of MLW Insider on YouTube. Um, so this is going to be a periodic, uh, news show in which, um, hosted by Alicia to kind of going through big announcements, um, and interviews. Uh, just dropped today. Um, her first guest was Uh, MLW head Hancho El Jefe CEO, uh, Court Bauer, which he had some interesting notes, uh, and and pieces of information to share. One is with the partnership with Pro Wrestling TV, um, because that deal took a little bit longer to establish and and to set forth, um, that's why we're kind of having this backlog of, uh, fusion uh episodes happening usually uh they'll film them um and within a month or two they're up um you know available but because of the delay with this partnership um coming together we're a few months out so they do anticipate getting back to a normal schedule soon um we've already seen the events that they've held um in philly uh, and, uh, more, uh, and events have been announced, uh, for 2023. Um, but a few little pieces of, of information that were interesting to know. He did confirm the return of Leo Rush to MLW, which, you know, take it for what you want. Um, but could be an interesting tidbit, uh, for those Leo Rush fans to know he's gonna be back in MLW. We've seen Leo Rush literally everywhere. <laughs> But I think to the same note of uh, Sammy Guevara, for different reasons, uh, but in a similar tone, I don't know if anybody truly cares anymore.
3: Uh, yeah, he, th- there was a window to all that hype, and I, I think that window might have closed.
1: Yeah. yeah, I agree. Uh But for fans of uh Lucha Libre action figures, of course, us, um, you know, under the Masked uh, Republic umbrella, a big update on the partnership with Boss Fight Studios. It was announced earlier this year that MLW is teaming up with Boss Fight Studios for an exclusive line of wrestling figures. Uh, Court Bauer confirmed that pre-order information will be coming out soon and they anticipate to have, uh, products out at the end of the first quarter of 2023. Uh, depending on when the end of the first quarter usually is what, March, April-ish. Yeah. Uh, of a year. So hopefully by the beginning of next spring, we will have those out. But uh, pre-order information, Court Bauer said, will be coming out soon. And he did confirm um, some really cool uh aspects of the boss fight uh, action figures. We did see some mock-ups um, previously, but he also confirmed that there you could, you will hopefully be able to order your own MLW boss fight wrestling ring. Um, As well as some cool accessories He mentioned that there yeah. will be Championship belts um, As accessories And the famous MLW Opera Cup um, Will be Ooh. an accessory um, Specialized accessories So Dusty and I were talking Off air about one of the things That makes Boss Fight Studios Their products, their action figures mm-hmm. Just above and beyond the rest Is their attention to detail yeah. Absolutely. And, um, you know the accessories are are awesome, and we've seen those with the Lucha Libre action figures. Um, got to actually play with some at Expo Lucha, and Heck yeah, the, I mean the yeah the level of detail in them is just beyond anything on the market today. Um, he
3: didn't say any names, but while I was talking to him at Expo Lucha, he did hint that they were going to re-release the ring with different branding on it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I mentioned that specifically because currently the Lucha Central logo is on the bathroom door and the prop set, and he said that may not stay there, so. Yeah. uh,
1: (laughs) But, yeah, if if you've seen Boss Fight Studios action figures before and their products and accessories, you know the quality that Mm -hmm. they are, so I think MLW fans are going to be in for a real treat, and, um, I mean, this is, great for boss fights um, to be having this partnership and something that I think will help MLW stand out in the product realm. They also did mention having, you know, products sold at Hot Topics. So I think that there's some Mass Republic influence happening at MLW, yeah. whether it's intentional or not, but a lot of things that we've seen with Mass Republic already with um, breaking into uh hot topic stores with uh, you know, their partnership with Boss Fight Studios, um, with, you know, all of the things that they manage, uh, as far as merchandise and, and products that they have, um, you know, they've, they've already been there. So to see MLW follow in some of those footsteps is fantastic. But again, it looks like the action figures, those are still, uh, gonna be happening and, uh, hopefully pre-order information out soon with product available sometime hopefully in early 2023.
3: I'm going to just throw it out here one more time because Eric has mentioned he does tune in once in a while. We still need the cookie sheet accessory. Kay? Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to let this go. We need
1: that cookie sheet And accessory. he won't. He won't, Eric. Brennan <laughs> will not let go. So... This this, this, this this will be your cross to bear. Uh, maybe maybe with the MLW expansion pack, if the first round does well, maybe we'll get an expansion pack and um, and, and maybe we'll see some some cookie sheets as part of the accessories. I hope so.
3: Uh, that's that's why I keep bringing it up, because uh, every time he does a new wave, there's a chance. Right
1: um but that is it for mlw don't forget mlw fusion airs every thursday on pro wrestling tv it is still for free so you don't need to pay for anything but uh again they moved away from youtube to pro wrestling tv however mlw insider is going to be on youtube it's a great 10 minute uh Little a piece of content out there where they're going to be putting together news, information, exclusive interviews. This week's up uh, is, uh, is up again, um, with Court Bauer. Um, so, uh, good to see MLW back. Good to see still an emphasis on Lucha Libre. Um, there has been again, Lots of other shows that's happened since Battle Riot. We are going to honor the honor system, and we are not going to be talking about any spoilers until Fusion airs, as much as very tempting to talk about some spoilers. Um... We are going to honor the TV timeline and talk about them as they occur on Fusion. Um, so we're back on a regular schedule with Fusion, uh, for the foreseeable future. So, you know, that means it's back on the rundown here on the Lucha Central Weekly podcast.
3: Heck yeah.
1: So. Um, That does it for us for this Week's episode thank you So much for listening Don't forget to uh, check out LuchaCentral.com your Centralized place for all things Lucha Libre Now we've talked about LuchaCentral.com Quite often uh, But you know we just cannot do it justice. So Brendan, <laughs> why don't you let our listeners know what else our fans, our listeners can expect when they visit uh, www.luchacentral.com?
3: Nice save. Yes, uh, Luchacentral.com is the online home for lucha libre, where you can get all of the orig- all of the top news in English and in Spanish. You can find the best curated video content and original content not seen anywhere else. You can find when Lucha Libre events would be happening in your area. Find photo galleries from top photographers covering Lucha Libre around the world. It's a place to have your voices heard from weekly polls to annual awards, seen and read by top executives in all of the major Lucha Libre promotions across the globe. And as always... The the cherry on top of this is that LuchaCentral.com is 100% free. LuchaCentral.com is your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. Thank
1: you, Brendan. Don't forget, you can check out Lucha Central on social media, at Lucha Central on Facebook and Instagram, and at Luchacentralcom on Twitter. You can also visit Lucha Central's YouTube page that has hours upon hours of exclusive content like previous episodes of the Lucha Central weekly podcast in English and in Espanol. You can also visit and watch previous Expo Lucha virtuals that happened back in 2020 and 2021. Of course, interviews, matches, and much, much more. While you're at it, why don't you go ahead and follow us on social media? Brendan, start so with Dusty. Dusty, can you let our <laughs> listeners know? Uh, my order's off. Uh, yeah. Dusty, can you let our listeners know where they can find you on social media?
2: I am on Facebook at slash Dusty Murphy, and I am on Instagram at Dusty Murphy.
1: And Brendan, can you let our lovely listeners know where they can find you?
3: Yes, I am 321 t-shirt guy. That's the numbers, 321 t-shirt guy is all spelled out. I am on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, and I'm all over the Twitters.
1: And me, Miranda Morales, you can find me at the hashtag Miranda, hashtag spelled out, on Instagram and Facebook. I'm not on Twitter. I haven't been on Twitter before. It was cool to not be on Twitter. I just want to make – I just <laughs> want to point that out. Everyone's quitting but, Twitter but now. But
3: now you can get your own Twitter check mark for $7, so, you know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: If, if, if that if that was the thing I was holding out for is to be able to pay seven dollars <laughs> to get verified instead of whatever the process used to have to get verified. I just wanted to know I was a trendsetter before the trend started. That's all. <laughs> but uh, as Brendan mentioned earlier in the show, if you are an independent wrestling fan, luchador, promoter, uh, you know, photographer. Please feel free to reach out to us. We would love to know about different independent uh, promotions throughout the U.S. that either have a focus on Lucha Libre, that have Lucha matches, that have Lucha doors on the card. Uh, We would love to share and promote that. Talk with them, you know, whatever it may be. We do a lot of uh, talking about independence here on the West Coast, but we know there are more out there. So please reach out to us um, and share with us more information about independent wrestling promotions. I'm all over the U S as well as news that you would like to see covered your thoughts and opinions on anything that we've talked about on the show before or in past episodes and things you think we should cover in the future. Thank you once again for joining us on this week's episode for Brendan Barr and Dusty Murphy. I'm Miranda Morales. We'll be back with you sometime in the future.
3: (laughs) Next week. Next week.